The Productive Woman, Episode 369. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm sharing some quotes that I have lately found inspirational, motivational, and or thought-provoking with respect to my own productivity journey. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 369. I am excited to announce that this episode is brought to you by Organize 365 and specifically by its Sunday Basket system. If your kitchen counter or dining table or desk has been taken over by a sea of paper, the Sunday Basket just might be the perfect solution for you. It's a simple and really ingenious tool to help you create systems for your ideas, to-dos, and paper piles that will free your mind, reduce mental clutter, and improve your productivity. It was developed by Lisa Woodruff of Organize 365, and the Sunday Basket basically contains and corrals all your ideas, paper notes, to-do lists, and mail safely until you're ready for your weekly planning time. As you know, if you've been with me for a while, Lisa's been a guest on this podcast twice, most recently for episode 308, in which we talked about her book, The Paper Solution, which expands on the Sunday Basket system and how it works. Basically, the Sunday Basket system will collect your incoming paperwork and help you apply the paper solution. It will hold everything until you have time to process each item so you can take action on them. And it will teach you the skills of organization for all that paper that comes into your life each day. It's really a great system and it has been proven to save up to five hours each week once you've established a weekly habit of using and and reviewing the materials, which Lisa says usually takes about four to six weeks to get that habit in place. By incorporating the Sunday basket system into your routine, you'll take back control of your home and your life. And you can find out more about the Sunday basket system by going to sundaybasket.com or try their free seven day mini course by going to organize365.com slash mini course. I hope you will check this out because Lisa is awesome. The system she's developed is awesome. And I think it can make a big difference for you if, like many of us, you struggle with piles of paper everywhere. Once again, that's sundaybasket.com to learn more about the system or go to organize365.com slash mini course to try out their free seven day mini course. And let me know what you think. Okay, as we've often discussed, productivity to me is much more than just crossing tasks off a to-do list. Although I have to admit, I do love crossing tasks off a to-do list. Productivity for me is about ordering my own life in such a way as to hopefully maximize my positive impact on the world around me. 
It's about making a life that matters as I define it for myself. And that's what I offer to you as well. Productivity, sure, it's about getting things done and crossing things off a list, but it's more than that. It's about making a life that matters as you define it for yourself. Well, one thing that helps me as I'm doing my own work to define and make a life that matters is gathering and reading and thinking about things that other people have said on topics related to productivity and a meaningfully productive life. So I often read books, articles, blog posts with a pencil or a highlighter nearby, and I'll mark passages that you know, provoke thought or inspire me or make me want to do better or take action. And I copy many of them into a notebook. Right now, I'm I'm mostly putting them, saving them in a digital notebook that uh, a note that I've created in Notions, which I talked about recently in the in my productivity for free. Uh, episode is, I think, when I talked about Notion. But anyway, I've got a, a place in there where I'm collecting quotes that inspire me, that motivate me to take action, or they just get me thinking and kind of, you know, those those things that you read that make you make you say, hmm, how does that apply to me? Where could I put that into practice in my own life? Or even, do I agree with that? What do I think about that? And what might it mean to me? So those are the kinds of things that I collect. I put them into this notebook where I can look at them from time to time, think about what they mean, how they apply to me, and ponder how I can implement their lessons into my own life. So this week, I thought I would share with you some of the quotes that have spoken to me recently and that I've been pondering as I just discussed. And so I'm just going to get right into them. I'm I'm really going to just share these quotes with you, maybe a a word or two of of what I'm thinking about them, because they these are kind of in current rotation for me in my current notebook of thought provoking quotes, and so I'm thinking about these these days, and I'll just kind of go through those and see what you think. So the first one I have here is a, a quote from Henry David Thoreau, actually. Some of these quotes I'll say up front, I don't know who said them first. I found them on social media, uh, but where I know who who said it, I'll, I'll let you know. So this first quote is from Henry David Thoreau, and he's quoted as saying, the true price of anything you do is the amount of time you exchange for it. And to me, this is so important to keep in mind. Time is one of those finite resources that we have. No matter how efficient we are, no matter how wealthy we are, no matter how organized we are, each of us has only 24 hours in a day. It's a finite resource. It's non-renewable. When a minute is passed, when a day is passed, when a year is passed, it's gone forever and you know, you, you can't get it back. There's nothing you can do to get more of them. So it's so important to keep in mind that the true price of anything you're doing at any given moment, the price of that is the amount of time you exchange for it. And th- what I, how I apply this is asking myself periodically, is what I'm doing worth the price of those precious irreplaceable minutes of my life that I'm spending on it? And sometimes the answer is no, you know? And when you ask yourself that question, and if you find yourself very often saying, you know, it's really not worth the time I'm spending on it, 
then maybe that's a, an invitation to rethink how you're spending your time and the things you're choosing to do with it. The second quote that I have here is from, uh, I, I got from Lisa Woodruff and in interest of full disclosure, I actually chose this quote. I wrote it down before I started working on this episode and certainly before I realized Organized 365 was sponsoring this episode. But I, this, this is a quote that kind of spoke to me when I first saw it. Maybe I think it was in her social media feed. And here's what she said. Organization gives you time. Planning makes that time productive, actionable, and goal-oriented. And I just thought that was so good. It, it's such a good reminder of the time-saving benefits of getting our spaces and our lives in order. But even more important than that, it's a reminder to be intentional about our lives, to be proactive instead of reactive. Plan rather than just take what comes at you without any forethought at all. Uh, and I think that that's what I take from this quote. We can't get more time, but we can use the time we have more wisely and getting our spaces organized, getting our lives organized can uh, minimize the amount of time we waste on things that aren't worth the time we spend on them. And so all of this, especially the part about planning, making our time productive, actionable, and goal-oriented, that's really what I've been thinking about a lot lately as I prepare. As we sit here today, I'm preparing for the arrival in just a few days of a small group of women from the Productive Woman community who are coming here to my home for a planning retreat. And the objective here is for all of us, it's, it's not a seminar or anything like that. It is actually a retreat. And I will be retreating right along with them, um, with the goal of looking ahead to the coming year and making some plans of, uh, to, to be intentional and purposeful about how we use our time and what we'd like to, to accomplish, what we'd like our lives to be like in the coming year. And, and I want to make my time productive, actionable, and goal-oriented. So I, I love this quote from Lisa, and it, it's really been um, motivational to me. The third quote is, I, I don't know who said it, I saw it on a social media feed somewhere, and it's this, the moment you stop blaming your life's circumstances on external factors is the moment you start molding a future that is aligned with your true desires. That really caught my attention when I saw it. I really think that believing that my circumstances are the result of forces beyond my control is discouraging. It leaves me feeling helpless. And honestly, that's the way I lived my life for a long time. A feeling like where I am today is the result of forces beyond my control. I'm, I'm just the victim of my circumstances. And learning and realizing finally, not so long ago, that my life today is the result of choices that I have made to me, that is so empowering because I realize that if my choices brought me here and I don't like where I am, then I can start making different choices that will get me to a place I like better. And I, I don't think this trivializes the impact of those forces outside our control. But as we've talked actually in, in recent episodes, 
the key to having power and the key to creating a life that is, is in line with our desires and our goals and our values is focusing on those things that we can control and taking action on those. And so I love this, that this reminder that the moment you stop blaming your life circumstances on external factors is the moment you start molding a future that is aligned with your true desires, taking control, focusing on those things that are within your span of control, as a recent guest said, is so empowering and so encouraging. So I love that quote. The next quote is also from an unknown source, uh, and here it is. Uh, this is how I wrote it down in my notebook. Your diet is not only what you eat. It's what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, the people you hang around. Be mindful of the things you put into your body emotionally, spiritually, and physically. I just think that is so important. We truly do become what we consume whether we're talking about food or media, you know, ideas, whatever we consume physically, emotionally, or spiritually, it molds who we become. And so to me, this, this quote is a great reminder to be aware and thoughtful about what I allow into my mind, as well as into my body, being uh, intentional and thoughtful and, and aware of the impact those outside sources can have on my thinking, on my heart, on my mind, and on my body. And I encourage you to think about that as well. Quote number five that is <laughs> has been encouraging to me is, is this one from Carrie Washington, an actress. As she said, I realized that I don't have to be perfect. All I have to do is show up and enjoy the messy, imperfect, and beautiful journey of my life. I, I just love that. Letting go of the belief that we have to do it all and do it all perfectly is life-changing. Realizing that life is messy, things do happen, and we don't always act perfectly. We don't always execute perfectly, even on our best intentions. And we don't have to, to act in a perfect way all the time in order to be worthy of enjoying our lives and moving forward with, with, you know, peace of mind. And, and, you know, when we mess up, we have an intention to do better next time, but being less than perfect is not, uh, not failure. It is, doesn't mean anything about who you are as a person. It just means you are a person, a human being. And I love that, uh, as Carrie said, really, it, we don't have to be perfect. We just need to show up, just be there in our lives, show up and enjoy the messy and perfect and beautiful journey of my life. We don't ever arrive. Life is a constant journey toward you know, hopefully improving who we are and how we, how we show up in the world. But I don't think any of us is ever going to achieve perfection. So I love that quote. Uh, the next quote comes from Myquillen Smith. Uh, and I talked about one of her books in, in one of my um, organization episodes. And she said, and I wrote this down from her book, when we have clarity and purpose, we find motivation and confidence. 
I like that because it is kind of what's implied in it is, again, the importance of being intentional, being aware and awake to our lives and being thoughtful and purposeful about what we're doing with them. Invest the time, energy, and attention it takes to get clarity and purpose, whether we're talking about a particular project you want to undertake or your life in general. Because when we have a clear goal, we're clear about where we're going and a meaningful purpose, we understand why we're doing it and that reason means something to us, then we're going to have the confidence to move forward and the motivation to keep going. And that's what I take out of Mike Quillen's quote there, that when we have clarity and purpose, we'll find motivation and confidence. So take whatever time, energy, and attention it takes to get that clarity and that purpose, to understand where you're going and why you want to go there. That, again, is what I have in mind for this retreat that's coming up in a few days here at, at my home. So I, I hope that encourages you to, to do that as well. Quote number seven is attributed to Reese Witherspoon, another actress. And she said, if you're one of those people who has that little voice in the back of her mind saying, maybe I could do, you know, fill in the blank. Don't tell it to be quiet. Give it a little room to grow and try to find an environment it can grow in. And I love the encouragement that's kind of inherent in this quote from Reese, that if you if you have this voice in the back of your mind thinking, maybe I could do X, or I've always wanted to write a book, I've always wanted to run a marathon, I've always wanted to start a business, or, you know, whatever, I've always wanted to, you know, I don't know, build a cabinet, whatever is in your mind, whatever that little voice says, maybe I could do that. She's saying, don't silence that voice. Give it some space to grow and to think and try to find an environment it can grow in. That may be, you know, surrounding yourself with people who believe in you or just finding one person at least who believes in you, who will listen to you as you as you voice that thought out loud and you ponder how you might take a step toward, toward trying to do whatever that thing is that you dream of. But don't silence that voice. If, if you're hearing that, that, I don't know, that longing, that voice that's telling you, maybe, maybe I could do this thing. You probably could and give it a chance. Uh, similarly, a person named Nikki Giovanni said something else that's kind of related to that. Um, she said, I really don't think life is about the I could have been's. Life is only about the I tried to do. I don't mind the failure, but I can't imagine that I'd forgive myself if I didn't try. And this one really caught my eye when I saw it. It's a big one for me because I have lots of regrets uh, as you know, I'm moving in, into later stages of life about things I wish I had tried when I had the opportunity, but that I didn't because I was afraid of failure. So give yourself the opportunity and give yourself the permission to try, even if maybe you're going to fail, but consider 
you know, what's the worst that could happen if it doesn't turn out the way you, you want it to, if you don't do it as well as you wanted to, or, or, you know, however, it doesn't come out as you'd imagine. All that is, is a lesson of, of something that won't work. That doesn't mean you can't try again. But as Nikki said, I don't mind the failure. Failure doesn't mean anything about who you are as a person. It's just a lesson about an, a, an approach that didn't work for you that time. But she says, I can't imagine that I'd forgive myself if I didn't try. So consider that. And kind of following on that, another quote that I, I don't know who said this, and it's not, it just doesn't seem very profound, but it really is. And this is, uh, this is what I wrote down from, from this source. You don't have to have it all figured out to move forward. You know, if you're like me, you want to know every step of the way, exactly what needs to happen before you even start. And Sometimes you can't. Sometimes when that voice is saying, maybe I could do this thing and I'm holding back because I don't want to fail, all I need to do is take the first step. This, this quote reminds me another one I've seen on social media several times, something to the effect that you don't need to see the whole staircase, just the next step. And I think this is so true for... Um, no matter what you're trying to do or thinking of doing, you don't have to know all of it. You don't have to have the whole path figured out in order to start moving forward. So for me, I think of it in the context of writing a book, but it can apply to a particular project or to life in general. Um, another image that I've seen people talk about that's kind of related to this is, you know, when you drive at night, you can't see the whole road from where you are to where you want to end up. All you can see is just the area right in front of you that's illuminated by your headlights. But you can make the whole trip that way. You just drive toward what you can see. Just take that next step. And from that new vantage point, more of your path will be illuminated. So you don't have to have it all figured out to move forward. You can just take a step in the direction, in the area that you can see and see what reveals itself from that point. Uh, number 10 is from a, a woman named Alison Faulkner. And this quote is uh, another one of these kind of profound ones for me. Enough is a decision, not an amount. I'm going to say that again because it's a short one. Enough is a decision, not an amount. And I think this applies to so many things in our life. It can apply to food, to money, to attention or affirmation, to possessions. What, what is enough? When will we have enough money? When do you have enough food? When do you have enough affirmation from the people around you? When do you have enough of anything? Uh, well, this quote tells us there's not a number that you can point to to say that will be enough. You decide what's enough. You make a choice to say, this is enough for me. This is enough food. This is enough money. I can pay my bills and, you know, do the things I need to do, or uh, th this is enough for me to be happy. I have enough attention from these people or enough affirmation. I have enough possessions. I don't need more. I, we can decide what is enough. And that's what Allison's saying here. Enough, whatever, what that means is a decision, 
not a number. Um, similarly, uh, I've seen this quote several places and I never have been able to find out who kind of, who's it attributed to, but it's kind of tied to what Allison said. And so this uh, quote number 11 is this, happiness is not about getting all you want. It's about enjoying all you have. So profound, so important. If we are looking down the road to, I will be happy when X happens. I will be happy when I have a bigger house or a nicer car or a better husband or, you know, a child or more obedient children or a better job. You know, happiness you create in your own mind. And happiness isn't about getting everything on your list, everything you can dream of. It's about enjoying what you have. And when I see this quote, and it's a great reminder for me, because just like you, there are things I want, um, but I don't have to wait till I get them to be happy, I guess is the point. And, and this quote reminds me of an exercise that Brooke Castillo has mentioned on her The Life Coach School podcast, where she encourages you to make a list of 25 five things you want. But here's the twist on it. Every other item on the list has to be something you already have. So I want, I want a new mattress for my bed. I don't have that yet. Um, ours is old and needs to be replaced. I want a, a husband who loves me and is faithful to me. And I have one. I want uh, to go to Europe one of these days. I want happy, healthy grandchildren, and I have them. So you get the idea. Make it a list of 25 things you want, but make sure at least every other item on the list is something you already have that you want, that you're happy to have. Because happiness, as this quote says, is not about getting everything you want. It's about enjoying all the things you already have. Number 12, as we're wrapping this up, is from a woman named Jessica Taylor. And she said, you may not always end up where you thought you were going, but you will always end up where you are meant to be. And this one I wrote down and I have to, it's, it's one I have to come back and think about from time to time. I think the point of it is wherever you are, um, there's something you need to learn there. You're meant to be there to learn the lesson, to, to develop into the kind of person that you need and want to be. Uh, what I take from this quote is that, you know, life can throw us curves and life can send us in directions we didn't think we were going to go. And we may not end up where we planned or thought we were going to be, but where we are is a place worth resting in and being, being grateful for and celebrating and learning from. Uh, number 13, being positive doesn't mean you don't ever have negative thoughts. It just means you don't let those thoughts control your life. And I really like that one. Even the people who are most intent on being positive 
or who are seem to be just naturally positive, upbeat people still have negative thoughts. But being positive means you don't let those negative thoughts control your life. Probably the most important lesson I've learned in the last few years is that I can manage my own thinking deciding on purpose what thoughts I will focus on. It doesn't mean negative thoughts don't come to me, but as I become more and more aware and am paying attention to those to the thoughts that come to my head, I can choose which thoughts to hang on to and which ones to let sort of float through my in one ear and out the other, so to speak. And I think that's such an important lesson. Being positive doesn't mean you don't ever have negative thoughts. It just means you don't let those thoughts control your life. Uh, Number 14, another unknown source. Some of the best days of your life haven't happened yet. Keep going. And this one has been really important to me is I've reached an age where, you know, I turned 61 this last spring. And I have to confess, it's easy to fall into thoughts, uh, a pattern of thinking that all of the really good stuff is behind me. I've gone to school, I've gotten married, I've had my children, you know, I've, I've had lots of great experiences in my life. Um, but they're all in the past. And it's easy for me to start thinking, well, that's, you know, all that great stuff is behind me. There's nothing much to look forward to other than, you know, getting to hang out with my kids and my grandkids and stuff. But I love this reminder that some of the best days of your life, of my life, haven't yet happened. So keep going. Don't stop living at whatever stage that you're at. Just because great things are behind you doesn't mean there aren't even more great things that you can't even imagine yet that you can't even visualize it, can't even form a thought that such great things could happen to you. They're still out there for you and for me. So let's keep going. And the final quote, again, is just something I saw on social media. I don't know who said it. I don't know where it came from. And it's this. Life is a series of thousands of tiny miracles. Notice them. And that one really moves me. And maybe it ties back to the one we were just talking about, that some of the best days of your life haven't yet happened because there are miracles happening around us every day, whether it's because, you know, something as seemingly mundane as finding a parking place right in front of the business you need to run into quickly or someone being healed from a a deadly disease. Miracles happen around us all the time. Notice them. We all need to notice them. So those are 15, I guess, quotes that have been meaningful to me in recent days, things that I've been thinking about, um, turning my thoughts to, pondering how they might uh, affect me, what they mean to me, and how I might implement them in my life. I'd love to know what you think. I'd love it if you would share a quote or a thought, something you've read or seen somewhere that inspires or motivates you or makes you think as you define and pursue your own meaningfully productive life. Uh, Share those with me and with all of us in the community. You can do that in the comments section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 369 
or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Anybody can access that. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that is only uh, members who have joined. That's women who listen to the podcast, who have, um, you know, joined that group. Um, and that's a great place to carry on the conversation about this and to share quotes and, and ideas that inspire and motivate you because something that's meaningful to you may resonate with the rest of us. So do share those. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, I'm happy to hear from you. You can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I promise I will get back to you. Sometimes it takes me a little while. I get a lot of email and I'm trying to be more intentional about how much time I spend in front of the screen and doing email. But I read every email that comes in and I will get back to you as quickly as I can. Um, remember to check out the Sunday basket system. If you are struggling with paper piles and trying to keep track of all that stuff, uh, organized 365 and Lisa Woodruff's Sunday basket system may be just what you need. You can learn more by going to sundaybasket.com, or you can even try their free seven day mini course by going to organize365.com slash mini course. And uh, the 365 is the digits. So organize365.com slash mini course. And thank you so much to Organize 365 for supporting the Productive Woman podcast and for the support and encouragement they provide to productive women everywhere. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I, I hope it felt worthwhile to you. I hope you found something in it that spoke to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.